Welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's the podcast where a filmmaker, a comedian, and their fabulous podcasting, filmmaking, voice acting, uh, do it all guests uh, take a cool, cool ride through the 80s movies we think we love or might have missed, watching them with our grown up modern eyes to see how we think they held up. And today we're talking about Grease 2 a movie selection from 1982 about which IMDb says a British student at a 1960s American high school must prove himself to the leader of a girls gang whose members can only date greasers. That's the IMDb summary. <laughs> Hot the age old problem. <laughs> yes. There's a code. You see, we can only date greasers. I'm Chrissy Lenz, the director of the Neighborhood Comedy Theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona. Hi, Chrissy. <laughs> you know, you say yours, Nathan. Oh, okay. I'm Nathan Blackwell, independent filmmaker based in Phoenix, Arizona. Arizona filmmaker of the year, Nathan Blackwell. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying that until the year is over. <laughs> uh, and with us, we have a very special guest. Uh, you may have heard her on the True Story FM podcast, The Manned Cave. Uh, you may have seen her in the fabulous show, uh, The Right Singer, Wrong Song. Did I get it right? It's called Miscast. Miscast. Right Singer, Wrong Song. Right Singer, Wrong Song. Uh, in LA, uh, or you might have heard her voice on many things or seen her in, in uh, many, many projects. It's the fabulous Mandy Kaplan. Yay! Hey. Hi! Hi. Uh, we're so happy to have you. This, uh, this movie was your pick. Yes. It's a Guilty favorite of yours? Charged. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it. Well, no, I've seen it once in like junior high. But this is my first time revisiting it in a long, long time. I am one of those rare people. Come at me, everyone. I prefer Greece 2 to Greece. Oh. Ooh. There, I said it. Shots fired right at the very beginning of the pod. Excellent. Yeah. I'm um, here to be controversial. Excellent. That's that's what we live for here on the most excellent 80s movies podcast is controversy. Controversy. We love it. Uh, Nathan, I'm going to take a wild stab and say you've never seen Grease 2. This is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Which I assume was like the continuing adventures of John or Robert Grease as he goes town to town solving people's problems. Yes, it's almost. Starring that. Peter Falk? What, that's what you were <laughs> anticipating? Sure. <laughs> so we start out at Rydell High. We are back uh, at the old alma mater. It's two years, I think. Is that right? After the events of Greece. And we're just here with a whole new group of students. Uh, I love that we start out with the faculty, people we remember from Greece, being like, this year is going to be an amazing year. We're going to have the finest students and they'll all behave so wonderfully and then we get our very first uh dance number of all the kids uh coming back to school all arriving at once knowing the dance number that they've all worked out they gotta go back 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 to school, to school. again and it's like a, a 20 minute number with 
It's so it sure is. Listen, we've been, oh, Nathan, you and I are going to come to blows. <laughs> it's, uh, it's inevitable. Yeah. Uh, but I love, I love the way they weave in all the exposition and sort of teach us who everyone is through that whole beginning. I love the choreography. I love that there's a cello up a flagpole. I love that there's a kid who jumps through the window. <laughs> the yep. very end. Can't be late. It can't, be, can't late. be late. Um, but we also meet the T-Birds and the Pink Ladies. The Pink Ladies who are led by uh, none other than Michelle Pfeiffer as Stephanie. What's her last name? Zanoni. Zanoni. Oh. Stephanie Zanoni. <laughs> With the best bangs in the business. Absolutely. And uh, and immediately when we meet her, we know she's not like the other pink ladies. I was so blinded. I was in fourth grade and I saw her on screen chomping her gum with her pale satin jacket and her bangs and her and her protruded upper lip. And I was like, that's who I need to be for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I used to try to chew gum like her and stick my lip out like her, which I'm going to continue to do through the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, She's cinematic perfection. So agree. They scored with her. They really did. Like she is a standout in this movie throughout it because she's truly acting, mm -hmm. and <laughs> everyone else is just kind of in a movie musical, mm -hmm. and she's giving the performance of a lifetime. Yep. What did you think of the opening number, Nate? Then. Um, there were a lot of colors and a lot of movements. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, in addition to meeting Stephanie Zanuni, uh, we meet all the team. I got to say it wrong every time. I don't know why I think it's Zanuni. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie Zanoni. Uh, it's a great, it's a great name. We also meet uh, Michael Carrington, who, for some reason, is Sandy's cousin from England. Right. And she was from Australia, right? Yep. She was from Australia. He's from England. Don't pull at that thread. It all falls apart. Okay. <laughs> Leave I'm it be. I'm pawing at it. I'm pawing at the thread. <laughs> I'm a little confused about why he's British. But he's there with Frenchie, who we remember from the first movie, who's back to get her degree uh, so that she can study cosmetology. But we, uh, we almost never see her again after this. Right. She had a scheduling conflict, but the, her speech in the beginning, they're walking and she just, it's like, she's on a timer and she's like, here's why I'm in this movie. I was going to go to beauty school, but then I dropped out. Now I have to study chemistry to get my degree in blah, blah, blah. Makes sense. Cool. And then she's gone. And, and it's, gone. <laughs> it's just the worst, worst, worst writing. And I'm, all about it. I I love that she's like literally explaining Greece. Like I had trouble in tinting class and my hair turned pink. It's like we remember. Yeah. <laughs> we remember, Frenchie. Yeah. We're not here at Greece too by accident. Yeah. <laughs> so we start our school day. Oh, and Michael Carrington is kind of um kind of a nerd because he's not like of the two, there are like three categories at the school. There's jocks or, and and prep prepoids. Is that what they call them? Prep prepoids. 
Uh, they have some funny name for them. There's the greasers, the T-birds, and then there's nerds. So because he's not a preppy jock, he's a nerd. Um, and it's just because he's so handsome and clean cut. And studious. And vest wearing. Oh, does he wear those vests? <laughs> he sure does. Um, he is played by, I have it written down here, Maxwell Caulfield, who yes. is, of course, Rex Manning from <laughs> Empire Records. But before this movie, he was a well-respected theater actor. And oh, this is that right? Potentially ruined his his options. You know, this pigeonholed oh. him big time. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. I know. He's so he's so good in it. He's so handsome and earnest. Yep. And he's British. Just, and so British. Yes. I just saw him in an episode of Modern Family as like oh. the guest star, and I was like, oh, there he is. He, <laughs> Rex he used Manning. To be a client. Uh, at the same voiceover agency, so I would sit with him and chit chat in the lobby. Can you imagine mm-hmm. how difficult that was for me? Not to sing at him or to mount him backwards and r- try to ride him through the lobby. I mean, <laughs> I think you should have tried it at least once. I'm not going to say I didn't, but he, okay. he was a very nice man. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh. He, he is a cool, cool writer after all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not yet, not at the beginning of the movie. At the beginning of the movie, he's still a dork who uh, who sees, uh, well, they all go bowling is the thing. Because that's the traditional first day of school activity. And that's, uh, that's, you know, what greasers and grease girls really do is bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously. But I love the bowling song. We're going to score tonight. We're going to rock. We're going to roll. We're going to bop. We're going to bowl. I think it says it all. I think it does. And it does with this movie. Uh, it does so well, which is the double entendre. Mm-hmm. The uh, dirty, dirty words mixed up in a fun, fun song. This movie is unexpectedly, I, or I guess I don't know if it's unexpectedly horny, but for to me, it was slightly unexpectedly horny. What, and, did, you, what did you guys think? Well, there's no respect for women. One guy grabs a girl's butt and she goes, hey, and he's like, ha ha, you loved it. Yep. <laughs> really, uh, it's mm-hmm. way before me too. Yeah. Way, way before. Or, or, the, or the scene where uh, someone fakes World War Three just to get some action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, let's do, do it, it for, for our, our country. country. Yep. Um, the, the lengths you had to go to in those days. Yeah. The choreography involved. Yes, he had to have people with uh, recordings outside. But I love how supportive his friends were of that very uh, notorious action. You shouldn't have yeah. done that. Uh, but they were very... And she, and she was into it, too, for a while. But she thought... Uh, she definitely thought they were at war. Yes. Not not the sharpest tool. No. That Dolores. No. Isn't that Dolores? Yes. I don't remember very many of their names, except Paulette. Oh. Played by Lorna Left, who was, I believe, 68 at the time of filming, playing a <laughs> high school student. And Ooh. she's, uh, so she's this, like, blonde bombshell type. Um, and so the pink ladies are, there's uh, the blonde bombshell type. There's the one who's trying to act like Jackie Kennedy. 
There's Stephanie Zanoni. Did I get it? Yes. Did I nail it? Uh-huh. Um, and uh, they have to date T-Birds. That's in their code. It's in their it, it, unbreakable it's, it's, code. It's in the charter. Right. Every good group of friends should have an unbreakable code. Yes. They should have a set of bylaws to which they adhere. Um, and the T-Birds also have a little, or not the T-Birds, the Pink Ladies also have a little sister that hangs out with them who's called Woodchuck. That's, that's Dolores. That's Dolores. Okay. Yeah, she's like anybody's from West Side Story. Yes, right? She's, so it's, she's let so me cute. be in the gang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A very young Pamela Adlon who went into onto great things, better things, I should say. What, like what other things? Her series, Better Things. I was being pretty. Oh. <laughs> like death. And she's the voice of uh, Hank Hill on King of the Hill. And she's a huge, huge voiceover artist and a very well-respected auteur. Oh, there's so many voiceover actors in this movie. I love it. You got to have a good voice to sing these songs, I guess. Um, so while they're bowling, they have a run-in with a rival biker gang. And we really learn that Stephanie does not want to be just any chick. She wants to be her own person. I, I love the way she dresses because she doesn't dress like in the like really tight shirted, overly sexy, like Marilyn Monroe way. She, she almost dresses like a tomboy. She has a sweatshirt and pedal pushers. Yeah. Most, most of the movie, her- yeah. Uh, her sweatshirt is like purposely oversized. Mm-hmm. Like she looks like a girl who would work in a garage. Well, she works in a gas station. Not to be right. nitpicky, but she does. And no, please she wears nitpick the hell out away. of those overalls too. <laughs> Everything that I get wrong, pick it and knit it and fix it. <laughs> Nathan, what did you think of the production value of the bowling, uh, both the dancing and singing? Uh, the sliding up and down the lanes, which really upset me. Those need to be, mm-hmm. uh, that's not safe. And then the motorcycle, the almost motorcycle brawl. Uh, I thought there were a lot of colors. There's <laughs> a lot of movement and a lot of noise. <laughs> Did you find the song catchy? Were you bopping along? I found it a little disturbing that the little 14-year-old was singing, um, Tonight We're Going to Score. But... Um, I think this is not a movie for me and I'm trying to be as polite as possible (laughs) while yet supportive of people who do enjoy it. Um, My big problem was that I never felt like anything meant anything, (laughs) but that's just, that's just me. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think anything did mean anything except for that they were going to score tonight. So you do you like any movie musicals? Do you like Grease? Um so I have never seen Grease. Um I have liked movie musicals. Like name one that you like. Well, name another musical. Chicago? I've seen Chicago. That was good. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, you just chime in every once in a while then, I guess, with what you thought of the pretty colors. Okay. <laughs> um, I thought the biker gang was rather rather menacing, and they seemed, to me, just to, not to 
completely uh, disagree with Nathan, but they seemed a little too real to me. The rival biker game that wanted to fight the T-Birds. Well, they were like full on adults. Craterface was from Grease 1. Mm-hmm. And then in this one, he sings like one line and he's like, you're going to get it. And I was like, oh, my God, Crater Face is singing. It was very disturbing. <laughs> yeah, because he, he's a grown up mm-hmm. who's still yeah. fighting with the kids at the local high school. And he didn't get that exposition monologue that Frenchie got to explain why she was 40 and in high school. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. He needed one. Mm-hmm. I bet there's one on the cutting room floor because I would have loved to see him just riding slowly along with another biker being like, you see, I could have gone to college, but instead I decided to stay behind and pass the torch of fighting local brawls uh, <laughs> with motorcycle gangs. Oh, there's also bowling nuns, which I loved the bowling nuns. Oh, yeah. Nathan, you have to mm-hmm. love bowling nuns. I did not love the bowling nuns. Huh. I appreciate their right to choose, and I'm glad they're bowling. Uh, But Steph smooches Michael because uh, she ain't no one's trophy, and she can kiss anyone that she likes. So she's there was this whole confusing thing to me of how she was like breaking up with Johnny, who's the leader of the T-Birds. So they were no longer together. He was definitely like also dating Paulette who was like constantly throwing herself at him, which I I appreciate did not get into the way of her friendship with Paulette or I mean, Paulette's friendship with Stephanie. Uh, But Johnny was clearly just wanted to be with Stephanie the whole time and is intermittently threatening her that she can't be a pink lady if she's not dating a T bird. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the main plots. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One of the many main plots. when When you wrap it up that way, I I understand it's not deep. Right, right. We're not we're not trying to be deep. Uh, so they go back to school and uh, they are auditioning for a talent show, which maybe you can answer this question for me, Mandy. The mm. talent show lasted all year. No, but it was a it was a lengthy process. A lot of auditions, <laughs> weeks and weeks of auditions. With Connie right. Stevens saying, those are my boys, over and over for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, my question about the talent show is, the the Pink Ladies put together this epic song called Girl for All Seasons with mm-hmm. costumes and props. And did they write that thing? They have sheet music, mm-hmm. right? Sharon's running around with the sheet music. And I was like, so are we to believe that these numbnuts who like you know <laughs> have nothing to offer they wrote this epic musical montage uh but uh yeah the the talent show is also a main plot of the movie <laughs> yes and, it and, is and then for some reason we transitioned to a, the luau I, I i thought like the build up was that the talent show was going to be the big event of the ending. But then there's kind of a handoff to a luau. Because everybody had to get laid. But yeah. um, Chang, do you have a rim shot sound effect? To... I do. No? Okay. Here's, a th- here's, a, here's a drum sound effect I have. That's it. Perfect. Okay. Um, <laughs> that comes with the paid version of Zencaster. You get this? And this. <laughs> We're going to score tonight. Yeah. So sorry about those two things. Um, 
But yes, I love the idea, A, that everyone is smoking cigarettes while they're auditioning for the music for the musical talent show, that they're not letting anyone finish their whole song mm-hmm. in audition number one. And yes, I love the idea that they created what is the Girl for All Seasons, the costumes, the production level of which they achieve in uh, their 10 minute piece mm-hmm. for the talent show. It, it would have taken all year yeah. just to make those costumes. There's a, a woman point. who is in spring who has a giant baseball glove on her head. So she's a, a girl for all seasons with a baseball glove on her head. Um, Stephanie uh-huh. is a Christmas tree. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for yes. jumping in on that. Yeah, um, I'm here. Uh, and uh, We will get Nathan to sing by the end of this, won't we? Yeah. A podcast for all seasons. <laughs> Nathan's gonna sing. No, he's not. Um, but I, I, I didn't catch that. It seemed like they wrote it themselves, but I, I love that. Uh, I love that take on it, Mandy. Um, do you think the T-Birds wrote their song Prowlin? Oh, they most definitely did. That is the worst song in the movie. (laughs) And I read this tragic thing that there is a Lorna Luft song. She plays Paulette and Mm -hmm. she's truly a singer. She's, uh, Judy Garland's daughter and, a really accomplished singer, the only one, and they cut her song. But they kept oh. in these four D bags going, walk, talk like a D bird. Like, come on. Yeah. Give Paulette a song. And she's the only one with this heartbreaking story. Let's hear from Paulette. I don't know what yeah. the song was. Oh, man. It's not like lost and some- you can find it somewhere. That's terrible. I don't think so. She was saying they never, it was just never gonna see the light of day oh well that makes me really sad because mm-hmm. i loved her yeah she does have this, uh, this whole tragic story uh of being so in love with the guy who's like clearly gonna settle for her uh do 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 but this at the end of the talent show audition is when we learn of whom stephanie dreams which is the cool cool rider you you loved that part right nathan Uh uh-huh yeah her her big fantasy dream of just uh a a badass bitchin writer who uh doesn't need to have a face yeah (laughs) no she's all about the personality right exactly (laughs) yeah her her literal line is it really doesn't matter that i i have never seen his face Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my stephanie yep she's not about looks nathan she's about what's inside mm-hmm. and how cool it is and how well it rides uh but this is a smart move for her because the first thing that studious michael does is say okay well here's what i need to check off the list motorcycle <laughs> riding it cool and he gets those two things in short order and an extensive collection of skin-tight leather. Now, yes. I don't know where Rydell High is located, but I'm imagining this was very much before Amazon. Where are you getting your extensive collection of skin-tight leather? I'm just curious. Michael. I'm curious as well. 
There's got to be. It's the shop next to the uh, next to the junk shop where he buys his bike, and then mm-hmm. also I was like, "Is this his dad? Like, because <laughs> he's just staying there to fix up the bike." Yep. Uh, and he's also practicing and learning to ride. He gets yep. better at, at riding a motorcycle in like two weeks than the rest of the T-Birds have ever been. Yep. It could be two weeks. It could also be the entirety of a school year. <laughs> well, he plays the piano, so we know he's ambidextrous and he picks up mm-hmm. skills like this. So it makes perfect sense. Moving on. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, he starts, the way he's financing his his ride is by writing essays for the T-Birds and, uh, and they're paying him. Mm-hmm. So the T-Birds are paying him to usurp them in a, uh, writing their Shakespeare essays in a very Shakespearean plot that then we never revisit. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we got to talk about the reproduction song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Tab Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where does the pollen go? Where does the pollen go? Uh, this is the part I remember from junior high, this song. Oh, this yeah. Song. What are your favorite parts about it, Mandy? <laughs> um, I, I mean, my the vivid memory is that end. Where does the pollen go? You know, but uh, <laughs> who didn't want to go to a high school where you could just start singing on your desk and doing a full production number about the birds and the bees? It's fantastic. Yeah. That's how you get. That's how you got uh, the perfect understanding of how reproduction. Re- Reproduction, reproduction works. Mm-hmm. Nathan, I thought I was going to get you on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I have so many things to say about it, and I can't think of a single one. Um, it's a beautiful number. I love how the girls are all on one side of the room, and the boys are all on the other side of the room. Uh, and again, it's so horny, and the teachers are just like rolling their eyes at these kids and their completely incorrect understanding of how uh, reproduction, reproduction actually works. Rydell High, probably not a 10 on greatschools.org. I'm right. thinking. This substitute teacher is not getting, uh, not getting his uh, good teacher score from the parents. And he's a mm-hmm. substitute for the whole year, too. Yes. Oh, but I love, we have to talk about the teacher who he's substituting for, who has like a mental health break, which he has like, they indicate that he's had like a nervous breakdown, but he just like falls down. <laughs> like he just can't like hold himself up. It's like he has no bones in his body. You don't mean that in the dirty reproduction way, bones, no. right? Oh, no. okay. <laughs> I just mean every time we see him, he just like melts into a puddle, like. That's what happens when you have a break with reality. You just can't stand anymore. Um, and then you need a substitute teacher for, for the whole year. Um, Nathan looks like, like how... he's heading in that direction. He is not having Grease 2. Nope. Tell me three <laughs> things that you did like about it, Nathan. Um, I liked Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. I thought she was great. Um. That's one. Okay, that's one. Um, I I I did like the the other the male lead as well. 
Um, I thought he was uh, very charismatic. Um, and then, okay, so that's two, right? That's okay. two. Okay, two. Um, I liked the. Um, I thought the. Um, so where are we at? We're at number two. We're at number two. Okay, great. In the um, movie, we're at the the first rumble with the psycho lords. Oh yeah, that that scene was great. You like the first <laughs> rumble where the cool cool writer reveals himself? Oh yeah. Oh man, love that. Love you love that. the cool writer. Um, I love that the motorcycle brawl is mostly about staying on your bike and riding back and forth real fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was there something I was missing there, Mandy, or was that just the whole? Brawl? No, last time I got in a motorcycle brawl, that's what it was like. That's what yeah, it was. Th- that is yeah. historically accurate. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. And the cool rider, who is secretly Michael Carrington, uh, wins. He defeats all the adult cycle lords. And uh, the T-Birds are pissed. Mm-hmm. They don't like him. Yeah. And he has to use an American accent not to give himself away. Yeah. Which he fails at. <laughs> yes, it's true. The next one, the do it for our country number is what happens next. Uh, I love that while he's like trying to undress her, she's like bandaging him. She just keeps wrapping him in like gauze. Yep. And ace bandages. Yep. She's playing naughty nurse. Accidentally yeah. naughty nurse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the next thing that happens is that uh, Stephanie goes on a ride with the cool, cool rider. And they because. Love. But she's working at her job at the gas station. Mm-hmm. Right. And she right. has to handle two cars at the same time. <laughs> and that stymies poor Stephanie Zanoni. And she takes off for a better life with the cool rider. Yeah. <laughs> it and always cracked me up. up. She's like making change for one car. And somebody else is like, excuse me, miss. And she's like, ah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and for a while, she seemed like she was really like, Oh my god, I'm so busy. I like I don't even notice you cool cool writer who has goggles on so you can't possibly recognize. It works for mm-hmm. superheroes. Mm-hmm. It works for bikers. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can't tell who he is and he's about to like reveal himself and the pink ladies and the th- and the T-birds show up. And he's got to get out of there. He's got to he's got to dip out and ride away into the sunset. Uh but not without a smooch. And that's when we get the Prowlin' song. Prowlin'. Ah, yeah. Prowlin'. Walk, talk like a T-bird. Yeah. Yep. And, and which uh, fades into their performance in like a vacant lot. Uh, fades into their audition still for the talent show. Meanwhile, at school, Stephanie is getting closer to Michael because she's failing English class. And she really likes ketchup. She loves Double ketchup. ketchup. Triple ketchup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, that dialogue, Nathan. That's true. That was pretty good. That's, but it's my number three now. Okay. okay. There we go. <laughs> and I totally forgot what I was saying. Oh, uh, Michael has to help her to uh, get her English grade up. 
And so they start falling in love in real life. So this is how we know that she's not just into the cool writer. She's really, truly falling in love with Michael in real life. Um, and uh, then bada bit, bada boop, bada beep. We're almost at the talent show. Oh, this is the part I tuned out at too. The, is the, the part at the cafeteria where he's singing a song in his head. Yeah, it's about, god awful. Yeah. It it was just so hard to focus. Uh, yeah, it's just a montage singing. with yeah. Real real bad. It was it was real bad. I just couldn't I couldn't stay paying attention during that part. You are forgiven. That is Okay. Thank you. Absolute garbage. So, literally right before the talent show, the T-Birds and the cool rider get into a race up dead man's curve and they're legit <laughs> going to kill this guy. <laughs> what? I forget. What precipitated the cool writer, that? At this, the cool rider at this point has really only like helped them. You know? Right. But, but now they're kind of like alpha status of being able to kind of defend themselves is challenged. And plus... Like everyone is excited about the mysterious stranger, you know, right? Which means they have to hate him. But but why? Like, what happened right before they did this that they're like, you know, what we're gonna do? We're gonna take him up to Dead Man's Curve and kill this kid. <laughs> to be fair, they might have thought he was also an adult because you know, uh, I gotta kill my first adult. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they take, they like lead him up to this like big jump where they're like, he could have either jumped it or fallen to his death. We are led to believe he fell to his death and Stephanie is desperate to turn back the hands of time. Waho. Waho. Right? Um, yes. But she sings that number in the midst of the talent show. <laughs> Yes, she does. In the middle of the for all seasons, yep. <laughs> she goes rogue. Yeah, but you have to hand it to her. At first, she was like, "Well, the show must go on. The boy of my dreams maybe just died, mm -hmm. but I still have to. We've been practicing this number all year, and we have to do a girl for all seasons. Mm -hmm. Luckily, she's in winter, and she's the Christmas tree, uh, so that she can just sing her turn back the hands of time number, and then she wins head girl of the talent show." <laughs> Yes, talent show and queen or something. Talent show mm -hmm. queen, At talent show queen, which means something. luau queen, right? Yeah, and another shirt at the luau, but we're not there yet. I'm sorry. I'm that's okay. I'm excited. I I'm excited too. I was like, there's going to be a luau now. Excellent. Um, Johnny won head boy at the uh, for Prowlin. Prowlin was such a good song that out of all the T birds, they picked him. And they picked Stephanie Zanoni for uh, going rogue and singing her sad "My Boyfriend Just Died" song. Well, um, now I'm not. I don't want to get too political, Chrissy, but they cheat to win. They tie up the preppy oh, kids right. so that they can't mm -hmm. sing Sandman with their beautiful harmonies and their handsome jaws, and that's how they win. That's how they win. That's right. I knew that the prepoids got tied up in a shower at some point. Um, cheaters. 
Cheaters, yeah. T-Birds. They, they stole their jackets, which was the source of all their power, and they then themselves were able to take first place. Yep. Mm. And the Prepoids, we have to assume, are just still there. Still they are still up. in the shower to this mm. day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Little With skeletons inside the zone. shower. Yep. <laughs> People came in and saw them, but didn't recognize them without their jackets. They were invisible. Mm-hmm. So they just they stayed there, and now it's like the Goonies. Mm-hmm. They're just skeletons stuck there doing what they did right when they died. Um, all right, let's talk about this luau. We're at the luau, the end of the year luau, um, which is uh, a great. It's a it's full of song and dance. It lasts the whole day. It's mm-hmm. sun. It's sunlight when it starts, and it's nighttime before the teachers are like, "All right." The Luau king and queen have to get on a boat. <laughs> have to get on a boat. As is tradition the- from ancient Polynesian times. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're, they're nothing if not traditional. Yes. <laughs> they're so funny when they're in the boat and the motorcycle gang shows up. The cycle lords mm-hmm. show up and... Uh, they are, of course, the head of the pink ladies and the T-Birds. They need to be part of this brawl, but they can't They can't get out of the pool. Right. Because they, they can, he's like, paddle with me. And they're paddling. And God forbid uh, his cigarette get put out. Right. Yeah. So they're paddling around in this pool while the cycle lords are riding all around. Uh, luckily, the cool rider is there. He survived. Oh, thank God. He didn't die. Um, I'm just still stuck on her being like, help me row, for God's sake. Uh, and the, <laughs> we see the mental health teacher again who just oozes to the floor. Uh, and then finally, Michael is able to reveal that he has he's not only not dead and he missed the talent show, he's... Uh, He's been Michael this whole time, and they smooch, smooch, smooch. They're in love. The T-Birds invite him to be a T-Bird himself, mm-hmm. which means they can officially date thanks to the code. And Dolores has to have a weird statutory rape breakup talk with one of the T-Birds, right? Yep. Or oh no, she breaks up with Michael to go with one of the T-Birds. Yeah, to, to be with one of the T-Birds. And she's 14 and it's not okay. It's not okay. He's a senior. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. She is a freshman. Um, but other than those little nitpicks, everyone's happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, except Nathan. Except Nathan. <laughs> but here's Aww. my question. Doesn't he have to go back to England? Oh. <gasps> You just crushed me. No, he's gonna he's gonna marry Stephanie Zanoni and live in the United States. Clearly. Oh, okay. And they're gonna work at the gas station so that between the two of them, they can handle it if they get more than one customer at a time. Exactly. Cool. And and he'll tickle the ivories at the local piano bar. Yeah, and he'll the be local the local leather piano bar. Yeah. The local tight, very tight leather, uh, leather daddy piano bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Mm-hmm. He just started wearing that leather outfit like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, even though he was the English teacher, he was just always wearing that skin tight leather outfit and teaching from a stride 
his motorcycle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So, on a scale of one motorcycle to 10 motorcycles, and of course, having 10 motorcycles is the best. How many motorcycles do you give the movie Grease to Mandy? 10 motorcycles, several bowling balls, and a few pairs of shades. Yeah, excellent. Um, Nathan? That said, I understand how bad a movie it is, by the way. I'm not okay. yeah. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's just a movie near and dear to my heart. Look, I'm just happy that you guys are happy, okay? That's all I want. Okay, but ha if you're lining this up against other movie musicals or other uh -huh. movies that are not for you that you've seen, how many right. motorcycles do you give it? So just based off of my own enjoyment or my own experience, I think I'm going to give it three motorcycles. Okay. But, but I, again, I'm happy that other people are happy. You okay. seem so happy. <sighs> you do. Oh my god, this fucking movie. All right, continue. I give this movie six motorcycles, a bowling ball, and one pair of shades. All right. So that's I think 6.75. I did think it was fun. I did think it was funny. I did think some of the songs were definitely bops. Um, but then it is very uh like some parts are quite slow. And there were some parts Whoa. where I was like tapping on the screen going, uh, okay, how much, how much more is left? Um, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun time. I'm glad I watched it again. And I'm going to think about that reproduction number uh, just almost constantly. It's going to be playing in my head <laughs> on, a, on a loop until one of these days I'm finally going to understand reproduction. You know, I've got two kids, but I don't really know how it happened. I'm going right. to have to listen to that song a few more times. Uh, no, I'm with you I there. I really get it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so thank you, Mandy. Any any thoughts of things that we didn't get to about Grease 2 that you want us to discuss? Well, I had read, I am truly a, a fan and uh, a friend sent me this article that interviewed all the actors now about their experience then. And oh. there were uh, a couple of tidbits that I found fascinating. Adrian Zemed, who played Johnny Nagarelli, in this mm -hmm. article, it was a very in-depth article, but he must have mentioned 16 times, well, you know I played Danny Zuko on Broadway. Well, I was Danny Zuko. As a former Danny Zuko on Broadway, well, you know I did it on Broadway. He was so insecure that he was Johnny Nagarelli in Greece too. He had to keep hearkening mm -hmm. back to his Broadway credit of Danny Zuko. Um, and then I know the reason why Stephanie Zanoni was wearing sunglasses at the bowling alley. And I'm sure you guys have not been sleeping since you watched this fine film. No, but of course not. Over the weekend, Michelle Pfeiffer hit her eye. She slipped on a dock and hit her eye and had a shiner. So they just oh. put sunglasses on her and let her do the whole number that way. That's why she's wearing sunglasses in the bowling alley. I definitely You're welcome. bought it as a character choice. They fooled mm -hmm. me. She, because she can do no wrong. I, she true. could do no wrong. I, I did. I never at once was like, I bet there's some reason. I was like, the reason is that she's so cool mm -hmm. that she's got to wear shades. 
Yeah. I was I was fully on board for that. Uh, thank you. Those are fabulous tidbits. Um, I I've got to find that article and and read everybody's uh, everybody's. I love that he was so desperate to tell everyone that he was on on Broadway. <laughs> over and um, over, yes. Over and over. Oh, and also one of the T birds is Shooter McGavin. Yes, Christopher McDonald. Uh, I, yeah, yep. who's so, he mm-hmm. was the funniest T bird I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mandy, where can people find your fabulous podcast, your fabulous work and support you in the doing of it? Well, thank you for saying, uh, I have a website, mandykaplan.com and the man cave is on anywhere you stream podcasts and it's myself and my best friend whose name is also Mandy. And we talk pop, pop culture and movies and we disagree on absolutely everything and somehow have managed to keep our friendship intact. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, where can people find you and support your arts? Uh, yeah. The easiest route is if you want to check out our, our films and, and projects like that is uh, squishystudios.com. That leads to uh, most of the projects, all the socials. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Uh, you can find out, you can find Chrissy at the Neighborhood Comedy Theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona, in person, entertaining you live. Uh, or you can find us at NCT Phoenix online. Uh, you can find out more about this pod at True Story FM and at uh, Most Excellent Pod, uh, at Most Excellent Pod on the Instagrams and the Facey Bookies. Um, we appreciate you so much for listening. Uh, there is more content. There's bonus content. If you've gotten to this point and you're like, where are the deep cut recommendations? Well, they are in bonus content now. So stick around if you're a member, uh, and listen to the bonus content of our deep cut recommendations. Um, and you know, while you're out there in the world, uh, writing and being cool, and jumping over Dead Man's Curve. Be sure to keep the most excellent 80s movies podcast motto in mind. Be excellent to each other. And party, party on, on, dudes! dudes.